Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, it's been a while, but I let you know a few weeks ago that I was going to finish my last sermon called Stop Choosing Your Problems because I didn't get to finish it. And so I wanted to give just the people who listen to my podcast some final thoughts on it and kind of help continue with this um, this message because I really feel like it's something even in my life that I struggle with. I struggle with focusing on my problems more than focusing on God and focusing on what he's capable of. I focus on what's stopping me and my problem. And just to kind of pick up where we left off in the last episode of the Love Fiercely podcast, I was talking about how so often we're focused on how like our problems are engulfing us and overwhelming us and to the point that maybe even others could point it out. And you know, one of the things that David did is whenever he came and he was facing against Goliath, he wasn't even focused on how big Goliath was. And his brothers and and everybody else, they were so focused. The Israelites were so focused, intimidated. And they were telling David, you can't fight him. You're just a kid. You're too small. You don't have a chance. But the thing is with David is that he had a different perspective. He knew that if God was for him, who could be against him? And he was magnifying God and he was focused on how big his God was, not how big the problem was that was in front of him. And what others didn't know is that they didn't know the test that he had passed in private. They didn't know that he had seen the character of God. He, they didn't know that he had built up his trust and his faith in God. So when that moment faced him, it was just like any other time where God had come through for him. And I think so often in our life, we haven't built that up where, we, where we've where we built our faith. You know, I, I hear that so often in the church world is build your faith. Let it build, like when you go through something, let it build your faith. And I think about that and it, it really is like a muscle when you go to the gym. You know, I have some areas in my body that are weaker. You know, we all have that. You know, you know the area of weakness in your body. Like I hate lunges. I hate them with a passion. I don't know what it is about my body, I don't know if it's something in my hips. I have no idea, but I am not good at lunges. And so for me, every time I go to do lunges, what do, what do I want? I don't want to do the lunges, but obviously there's a weakness inside of my body that I need to build up. And I think too often, instead of building our faith, when we feel weak in an area or we feel like we don't have what it takes in an area, instead of activating God's power, we are so focused on our weakness that that's the only thing that's activated in our lives. And you know, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.28 said, do not be intimidated by your enemies. And I think, you know, honestly, I'm sometimes intimidated by my problems. I'm intimidated by my circumstance. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to work out. And so therefore, I bank on like whatever is going to happen will happen. You know, we say it is what it is. And we just kind of let things play out instead of understanding that our problem is nothing for God. God didn't just send his son Jesus on the earth to die for your salvation and your sickness. He died and took authority and paid for even your problems. He has already paid the price And so what a lot of times looks like an impossible situation to us, God's looking at it as an opportunity to actually help build our anointing, build our authority, build 
our promises that he's given to us already and because we can actually then apply them to our life. You know, this last weekend at church, I was doing a transition and I said something really simple and it ended up being a huge part of my dad's message at church, which was interesting. I think that God obviously knew what people needed to hear, but it was something that I needed to hear. (laughs) And so I just spoke it out of my mouth. And one of the things I said was God wants to turn your storms into solutions And he wants to turn your problems into promises. And he wants to take your mess and make it a message. And you know, I think really our perspective has a lot to do with that. In 2 Corinthians 12, 17, we see also Paul saying, God has shown me amazing and wonderful things. People should not think more of me because of it. So I wouldn't be proud of myself. I was given a problem. So why would Paul say this? I think whatever is in our life that looks like a problem, God can and he wants to use it to actually help you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. You see, this problem in Paul's life, it was actually a gift from God. It might look like pain in your life. It might look like an obstacle in your life. It might look like an impossibility in your life. But in Paul's life, it was a gift from God because what the enemy meant to torment him or to hold him back, God actually used to transform him and propel him forward. And so if you think about it, if we have Paul as an example in the Bible, and we can see this, how God gave him a problem so that he could be put on a platform to be used by God, then what are your problems doing for your life? Are they holding you back? Are they setting you back? Are they messing you up? You know, um, I was actually, I got my toes done the other day and I was sitting next to this lady and she said, OMG, which she said, actually, oh my God, I don't really use that. But she said, OMG, I'm having a panic attack. And I was talking today about this to somebody and I was just saying, I can't believe the things that we speak over ourselves. I can't believe the things that we say out of our mouth and the things we believe about our situation and we just go with it. Like the, the lady was not having a panic attack. She was just using it as an expression. But think about the things we speak over ourselves. And the enemy loves it. Because what we're doing, just like God created the world with his words, we create our world with our words and with what we believe. And if you're in a problem, and this is a challenge to me personally. If I'm in a problem and I'm speaking about this problem as if it's the only truth and it's the only thing that is a reality in my life, then I'm totally negating the fact that God is the solution to that problem, that his power is made perfect in my weakness. And you hear me say that a lot in this podcast, but it's because I need that in my life. And I think we need to hear that. It's at the point of weakness where we feel like we don't have an answer, where we feel like we don't have an option, that God can come in and totally transform that situation. You know, even the enemy, his plans have to work for God. You know, God has a plan for you, but so does the enemy. But whenever we give that plan, when we give that problem, when we give that situation or that issue or that circumstance to God, even what the enemy meant for bad, God uses for good in our life. So I want to tell you five ways that God wants to use a problem in your life. The number one way I think that God wants to use problems in your life is to direct you. God sometimes has to light a fire under our butt to get us moving. And problems often point us in a new direction and they motivate us to change. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I've faced a problem. And that's the only point where I realize, man, I need to change this. Whether it's something physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, relationally. When I hit this problem, I realize, God, I need your direction. 
You know, in Proverbs 20, 30, it says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. I think it's funny that we operate this way, but it's so true. Until we encounter pain, until we encounter a problem, most of the time we're not willing to change. Most of the time we're not willing to operate within the power of God because we think we've got it on our own. The second way is God uses problems to inspect you. You know, people are like tea. If you want to know what's inside of somebody, just drop them into hot water. (laughs) What comes out of you when you face a problem? Have you ever asked yourself that question? When you face hard times, when you face stress, when you face an issue, what comes out of you? Because that's what's inside of you. It's really easy to have a good attitude and to have faith and to be peaceful and to trust God and to be positive when things are easy. But what about when things get tough? It really helps us to know what's inside of us when a problem happens. In James 1, 2 through 3, it says, My brothers and sisters, you will face all kinds of trouble. Well, isn't that encouraging? And then he goes on to say, when you do, think of it as pure joy. Well, thanks, James. And then he says, your faith will be tested. You know that when this happens, it will produce in you strength to continue. Well, all I'll have to say about this is that James, the brother of Jesus, obviously is speaking from experience because this doesn't make sense. To people who are reading this scripture saying, "Mm, you're going to face trouble. And when you do, think of it as pure joy. That doesn't sound like a normal response to problems. But what he's saying is that when you're tested, it's going to produce this strength that nothing else can. And I'll tell you, it's true. I've been through things in my life that really I've seen what comes out of me. I've seen what's inside of me. And it's produced this strength. It's brought this God power and God authority in my life that I didn't have before. So next time when I face something, that comes out, not just my issues, because I've been made aware of it. You know, whatever you're aware of, you can have authority in. And you're not going to be able to be aware of something that's deep inside a lot of times until a problem brings it out. The third way is God uses problems to correct you. You know, there are lessons that we only learn through pain and failure. I wish this wasn't true, but it is true. It's likely that as a child, your parents told you not to touch a hot stove. They told me that. Some of you probably learned by being burned. Some of you, your parents told you, hey, don't play in the street because cars could hit you. And I hope you never encountered that. But sometimes we only learn the value. We only learn to value something, whether it's our health, our money, a relationship or whatever it is when you lose it. And we think we trust God and we're focused on him. But If you don't have a current issue in that problem or you've never faced an issue in that problem or a problem in that issue that you think is not an issue, then you don't know if you're really trusting God. Because until you're tested, like if a doctor tells you, hey, you're not healthy and there's no hope, you don't know if you trust God with your health fully. Until you face money issues or you're in financial strain, You don't really know if you trust God with your money because can you still be generous? Can you still tithe? Can you still first fruit? Can you still be generous towards other people even when you're not doing very well? What about a relationship? How are you treating the people in your life? You know, a lot of times we don't value people and we don't value even maybe our job at times until you lose it. We're so focused on just going through life every single day and we forget to be grateful and we forget to to be thankful you know, in Psalms 119, 71, 72, it says, 
My troubles turned out all for the best. They forced me to learn from your textbook. Truth from your mouth means more to me than striking it rich in a gold mine. God's truth and God's word is way more important than anything you could gain in this world. Because guess what? The Bible says, and we know from experience, from either losing people or what we've lost in our life, money, fame, recognition is also futile. It's all so temporary. But the truth of God is going to stand the test of time, even beyond this life. The fourth way that God wants to use the problems in our life is he uses problems to protect you. A problem can actually be a blessing in disguise. Sometimes the unanswered prayer, the delay, the denial was actually protection for you. We're all upset about this problem. We're all upset about this issue. And God is just trying to show you that he loves you. Because, you know, sometimes when somebody leaves your life, it's because they can't go to that next level with you. Sometimes when you get rejected, it's actually the opportunity for an upgrade. Sometimes when you get fired or left or looked over, it's because God has something better for you than what you had right in front of you. And you're never going to see it. You're never going to be able to connect the dots if you don't pay attention and ask God for help, ask him for wisdom, ask him for guidance. And you know what? It's only really looking back that we're able to see these things sometimes. In Genesis 50, 20, it says, you plan to harm me, but God planned it for good. He planned to do what is right now being done. He wanted to save many lives. You know, God has so much bigger plans than what's just happening in your life. The things that happen in your life are going to help other people. The things that happen through your life are going to inspire people. And it's not just about you. So sometimes what we see in one perspective, God sees it from a bigger perspective and we have to trust him with it and say, God, I know. This is what I used to tell God. I go, God, I don't know how you're going to use this, but I know you're going to. And sometimes we got to just speak it in faith instead of going, what the heck is happening? (laughs) I remember at one point I said to God, I'd like to see you use this. And then now I look back at my life and that's one of the biggest things he uses in my life. And it's kind of ironic. The fifth way that God wants to use your problems in your life is he uses our problems to perfect us. If we can learn to respond better to our problems, they can actually be character and faith builders in our life. You know, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. So often we think that we're only in the will of God and we're comfortable. But I've found that God takes you out of comfort many times. His will does not feel comfortable. Your destiny, your calling is not going to be comfortable the greatness that God has in your life, it's not going to feel comfortable when you're operating in it because you need the power of God and you're going to have to step out of your own way and invite him in to access it. Your relationship with God and your character are the only two things that you're going to take with you into eternity. Romans 5, 3 through 4 says, and that's not all. We are full of joy even when we suffer. We know that our suffering gives us the strength to go on The strength to go on produces character, and character produces hope. I really want to encourage you to go read Romans 5, 3 through 4 for yourself because there's so much in that verse. And, you know, the main thing that I think you can take away from this verse is that when you have problems, when you go through things, those problems have the opportunity. (laughs) Yes, I said that right. Those problems give you the opportunity to encounter a strength that God wants to give you, to encounter a power that God wants to give you, not just to go on, but to produce a character and a hope inside of you and a hope for others, that they can look at your life, they can see what you've been through, they can see 
what God carried you through and brought you through and know that he can do it for them too. You know, I think that this is something that is very challenging because even if someone's been through the same issue as you, it's going to feel different to them. They're going to take it differently. They have different dynamics than you do. And, you know, really our perception and our response is the only thing we can control. Whenever we encounter something that's out of our control, the only thing that we can really focus on is how am I going to respond to this and how am I going to talk about this and see this? Because like I said in the sermon that I spoke on about problems, what we focus on, we magnify. And what we magnify is what we're going to see and perceive in our life. We have to change our perception and we have to change our response and our problem because the truth is there's going to be a lot of things that you cannot change in your life. You know, think about it right now. What's a problem for you right now? I want to encourage you to tell you that that might not be a problem for you later on in life. It might not be a problem even tomorrow, but we have a part to play, not just in that problem going away, but in that problem becoming something that can be helpful for us in our life. There's so many things that, that you can choose inside of a problem. You can choose to trust God over yourself. You can choose to rely on God over yourself. You can choose to focus on God instead of yourself. And when I say focus on God, I don't mean like, oh, look how good God is. Of course, he's good. He's good all the time. We know that. But I think, you know, like I said before in the sermon, my dad always tells me some people find problems like there's a reward for it. Find God. Focus on God. Focus on his way. Focus on what he says over what your problems are telling you, over what the reality of your life is telling you right now. Because the problems that you face, they're either going to defeat you or they're going to develop you. And it's our response that really determines that. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I love this that Jesus said, I am the way. Because so often in life, I hear people say, there's no way that that's possible. There's no way I'm going to make it. There's no way that that's going to happen. There's no way you can overcome that. And they're right. Without God, we can't. So we have to follow the way to the promise, the way to the solution, the way to our healing. It doesn't matter how many times people have told you no or that they've told you it's impossible. It takes one yes from God. And he specializes in doing the impossible. It doesn't matter what you're up against today or what's gone wrong in your life or what you've messed up. I want you to know today that there's a solution to every problem that you face in life. God uses the no's to lead you to a greater yes. Your weakness can lead you to God's strength. God is protecting you, helping you, and guiding you. And a lot of times you're not going to see it until you look back. But if you choose to have a response that pushes you towards God, if you choose to have a perspective that pushes you towards God's perspective, God's not just going to make it happen. He doesn't say that things are going to be easy, but he says he's definitely going to be with us and he's going to prepare the way to our victory. Without him, we're going to get what we get. But the truth is with him, you're going to get things that you never even deserve. God's not obligated to bring to pass what we say is going to happen, but he is obligated to bring to pass what he says. That's why it's so important to know what he says. 
And God works where there's faith. So I want to challenge you today. Do you have faith? Can you choose to trust God today with whatever you're facing? Because even this last week, I was dealing with something. I was dealing with a struggle in my own life. And, you know, I came across a scripture that really encouraged me. And I want to share it with you because I was just in a point where I literally said, I don't know if I can do it. And the scripture popped up on my phone and it's in Psalms 27, 14. It says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. And I want you to hear that today. God's never going to disappoint you. You might not understand why he's doing the things that he's doing. You might not understand how he's going to work it out. Like I said before that I felt, but the thing that I'll tell you is that it's going to work out better than you even like could come up with on your own. Any situation that you could say, this is, this might be the best solution with God. It's going to work out better than you could even think. So I want to challenge you like I'm challenging myself today. Let's make God bigger than our problems. Let's not just choose our problems. Let's choose God. Let's choose God's way. And let's understand that he uses those five things that I said. He will use those problems in five ways in our life so that we can not only become better, but so that we can be people that lead other people to solutions. Because we're all going to have problems, but we know the answer is always going to be God. The answer is always going to be Jesus. He paid the price not just for your salvation, but he owns your problems too. So give him the authority in him. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at keelacraftambrose.com.